You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, friends. You're all welcome. Today we have a special broadcast, and uh, I uh, we are going to have a discussion. So we will be talking. He will be joining me as we. Prayer, discipleship. All right, so I hope uh, you're ready. You're ready to roll with us. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to know Amen. that um, prayer is so, so important. Uh, prayer is so important in the life of the believer. It is also important in uh, uh, fulfillment of the Great Commission. Okay. The role of prayer can never be overemphasized. And um, oftentimes we think, we think that uh, once you do things, uh, prayer is just something you do by the south. And uh, so, but uh, I just want us to have some discussion today. I want us to discuss today, and then we are going to see what the Bible has to say about prayer, uh, and then our mission and our discipleship process. It must be covered, well covered in prayer. So we have here um, Pastor Ryan Yester. Um, Pastor Ryan, you're welcome uh, to the broadcast. And uh, we would, we're going to start talking right now uh, on the subject of prayer. So, um, Amen. Good evening, everyone. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So we're talking about prayer, mission, and discipleship. And as, as you are aware, I mean, you are a pastor, you are involved on the campus, on the campus side of the ministry, and uh, you... Uh, you can testify of the role that prayer has played, especially in in what you have been doing on the campus, and I'm sure also in your personal life, prayer has been very significant. I've known you for for quite some time. I don't even remember how long, but quite some time. And um, yeah, we we spend lots of time, many hours, uh, in prayer together. So, yeah, you're yeah. welcome to this broadcast. And um, uh, I want to find out from you, what's your take on prayer? How, how has prayer shaped your life? Wow. Um, I think we've only got an hour. So I'm just going to have to make one or two comments. Um, I, I, I guess the easiest way I could define prayer is it's almost like a, like a life, a, a a life flow, a flow of life, um, a life force. I don't want to sound too strange, but a life force um, for my life, in my life. What I mean by that is there's not really any aspect or part of my life that I can think about that sort of doesn't have prayer involved um, or, or prayer hasn't had a significant impact in. I mean, it's how I start my day. It's um, what I do when... Um, I face challenges. It's what I do for other people. You know, when we do counseling, when I speak to people, um, when my body feels flat, down, discouraged, anything. I mean, praying in tongues lifts you up. Um, it's what, what I do. Yeah, before I go to sleep, um, if there's something I don't understand, you know, I'll 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 go to the place of prayer. So. I, I can't I don't know what my life would be like. And obviously it's a journey. You know, you grow, you know, I guess you could say year on year, month on month, like anything, you you grow in prayer, just like you grow in any other aspect of your Christian life. But I, I can't imagine my life without prayer. Um okay. it, it's that yeah. significant. If I was just That's to summarize it in a in a very quick, um, in a very quick, brief way. Okay. Fantastic. Now, um, talking about uh, talking about mission, you know, um, we are 
we are a mission-driven church, and um, we have a very clear mandate. We focus and emphasize the Great Commission. Um, so um, we, we, I, I want us to talk about um, why we should pray in terms of um, mission. Why should prayer be part of mission? Why should prayer be part of evangelism? Why should prayer, why should we, why should we pray? I mean, if we know the information that we want to share with the lost, why can't we just go and share the information? For example, I mean, we have, we have all the answers. We, let's say we understand, um, we go there with our knowledge of apologetics and uh, we can share the gospel. We can explain the gospel properly. Uh, why, why should we pray? What, what role does prayer play in that? Wow. Well, you know, it's interesting. I think it's something which is often underestimated. Um, I think people sometimes have a view on prayers. You know, it kind of sits in this box. It's used for this purpose and maybe nothing outside of that. So um, obviously there were some messages you put up similar to what we're chatting about now during the week. Um, so deception is one of them. You know, people are deceived. And so obviously prayer can break through that so they can hear the truth. But maybe the one I want to emphasize, um, just because we've only got a limited time on the broadcast, is people being veiled, their understanding being veiled, their, their minds being veiled. So uh, maybe the best place to start is um, Isaiah chapter 25, I think it's 25 verse 7. Um, if I can just, let me find it here quickly and just read it. Uh, give me a second. Um, it says, and he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people. And the veil that is spread over all nations. So in other words, there's a, there's a veil. A veil means, you know, if you veil someone's eyes, you can't see properly. And obviously, if you veil your mind, your mind can't see properly. It can't perceive properly. It can't understand properly. It can't receive properly. So the, the Bible says very clearly that there's a, all the nations are veiled. Obviously, those, you know, people who aren't born again, there's a veil over them. They can't see the truth. They can't see the gospel, you know, the truth of the gospel, the glory of Christ. So that veil is there. It's in place. Okay. So every time you talk to someone, there's a veil over their eyes, over their mind that you're trying to break through. You're trying to um, penetrate in order for them to understand what you're saying and, and see the truth and the hope that you believe in. So that's what that's what sits there. And obviously that's, why, that's one of the major challenges, and that's one of the major things we have to deal with in prayer, dealing with them. Otherwise, you know, it's literally someone like someone sitting there with earphones, or their mind is just switched off. You're talking to them, but literally nothing is going in. And that's what the spiritual veil can do. Um, yeah, veil and veils, plural. You know, it depends what you're dealing with. So um, that's what you have to penetrate when you want to when you want to um, speak to someone. So obviously, prayer enables you to penetrate that. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree 100% with that. Um, because one of the things, many, uh, one of the th things we forget sometimes is the fact that the, 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 the world, according to 1 John chapter 5, it says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. All right? So, um, so, and in Second Corinthians, in Second Corinthians chapter four, uh, from verse three to four, where it says that if our, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, lest they see the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. So, um, so people generally, uh, there's nobody that can see clearly and will not give their life to Jesus. That's, That's the truth. Yeah. So what Satan has done is he has taken time to put veil, just like you read in the scripture, over nations, you know, to blind, to blind nations. He puts this veil to blind their eyes so that they don't see the light of the glorious gospel. Why? Because if everybody's eyes were open, everyone would be saved. But but That's their true. eyes are not open. 
Yeah, their eyes are not open. So because of that, they resist the gospel. They cannot see clearly. They don't, they, they cannot hear. And I love the illustration you use. It's like you talking to someone who has got earphones. He, he will not, he will not be able to hear what uh, what you are saying. You, you're just talking, you're talking, he's looking at you, but he is not hearing what you're saying. And that's what a spiritual veil does. It blinds the eyes of people and it blinds their understanding. So the role of prayer, when we pray, uh, especially for the lost, when we pray uh, ahead of our evangelism efforts, our missionary activities and all of that, it's important to deal with spiritual veils. It's important to bring those, to, 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 to um, use the authority that God has given to us and to shred those veils to nothing so that people can see clearly. Mm. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll give an example. I'll give an example from a, a, a real life situation. My dad used to be, um, he used to be of another religion, you know, and um, throughout my childhood. So um, each time I tried to preach to him, it would always lead to an argument. And uh, it was like, it was always a fight. So he would say to me, I've got my religion, you've got yours. And uh, so keep yours and uh, leave me alone. And we, 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 we kept praying for him. My mom said, just keep praying for him. We keep praying for him. Prayed for years, really. Years, years. Just praying for him. Removing the veils. Commanding the veils to be removed. And you know what? A, a long story. But one of the things that happened to him was that uh, he was due to board a flight. He was due to board a flight. And... Uh, he got to the airport, he, he, he had purchased the ticket, but for some reason he didn't board that flight. And he sold his ticket to someone else who flew. And uh, that plane crashed and everyone on board perished. And that thing really shook him. You know? It shook him. And, 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 and he came to me, he, he, he said to me, I'm, I'm sure it's because of your prayers that I didn't get on that plane. There's no reason why. I didn't get on that plane. But to cut the long story short, nobody preached to him. One day he just he just came and said, I want Jesus. I want Jesus. And I believe that that was because the veil had been removed. He saw clearly. He says, I've been going this way. I've dedicated my life to this religion. And it has done me no good. And that's how he... he he, he came to faith in Christ and began to disciple him, you know, and all of that. So praying against veils is effective, is effective. I have seen it work in my family. And, uh, yeah, so that is, uh, that is important. And um, I also believe not only uh, is it that people are, um, people are veiled, but there's a lot of deception out there. And uh, so if we don't pray and if we don't deal with deceiving spirits, because deception, there are spirits that deceive people. There are spirits that deceive people. And if we don't pray to deal with those spirits, what I found out is that, uh, from my experience, that sometimes when you, there are times you, you preach, you talk to people, and they just, they get a meaning from what you said. You are even surprised. Where did they get that from? Because that's not what you were communicating. That's true. That is not what you were communicating. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, we need to deal with deceiving spirits because there are spirits that um, misinterpret the word of God. There are spirits that, that uh, twist the truth. And you know the, th the, the the interesting thing is that, um, that the, the interesting thing is that deception doesn't have to be an outright lie. Mm. Yes, Pastor Ryan, what do you think about that, Pastor Eric? I think it just has to it just has to has have sort of a little bit of a sprinkling, you know, of an yes. untruth in it. 
and it can mm. get you it can get you off track you know i mean there's the classic example obviously of an airplane you know you're kind of one degree off and then by the time you get to your destination you're somewhere on the other side of the world um right. but but even more than that you know so it can be a large amount of deception but just even a little bit is enough mm. to change that reality and and creates a doorway for the enemy to get in so it creates a bit of darkness a bit of a bit of sort of uh, something area that's a bit that's a bit shrouded and so now he can obviously get in there and that gives him a a starting point and he can he can expand from there so i think just a little bit of an untruth obviously can open up the door and you then you end up months years down the line thinking how on earth did i get here so again sure. that's important as to you know watching what goes in and what you open yourself to that is yeah that is interesting uh, i was telling someone uh, recently that the enemy also uses the word of god all right he uses the word of god so even for him to deceive people he he he, he would take an element of truth just enough truth to win their to win their confidence enough truth to win their their allegiance you know and yeah. then he would now use that truth to twist it and get them on a different track get them on a different path away obviously away from god away from god's will away from god's purpose it's it's, it's amazing mm. yeah and one of the signs of the last days according to jesus in matthew 24 when when the disciples ask him what will be the sign of your coming the first thing jesus said to them is be careful that no one deceives you so yeah. i believe that we are living in the age of deception so um christians need to be more prayerful and be intentional in praying against the spirit of deception yeah yes <clears throat> Hallelujah. So what do you think? <laughs> I no, I agree with you. Um, we need to be deceptions and an interesting thing. You're right. When when Jesus made that comment, the first thing he said was, you know, make sure that you're not deceived. Hmm. Which means you know, and that's that's the first thing he said before he said anything else, which means that you know and as you say, I believe that's the age we're in. And obviously, as we go forward, it's going to be, um, it's going to We're losing you there a bit. Um, we're, we're losing you a bit more and more. There. We want more deception. So it's important for us to continue that way. All right. No. So that's that's great. Um, we so prayer is important in, in 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 our missionary activity, in our evangelism, in our discipleship. It's important that we we um, dedicate time to pray. Pray for people. Don't just think that uh, because you give people information, that's enough. Um, you 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 are oversimplifying the matter because we are we are dealing not only with with uh, with the logic but we are also dealing with spirits and and uh, that's the reality why because the enemy is also on a mission <laughs> to win the world to himself uh, he's also on a mission to win the world to himself. But uh, we are on a mission to win the world for Christ. So we cannot do it without prayer. We cannot do it without, um, without the power of God. And that is going to be made available through prayer. All right. So that's, that's, that's great. So now um, let's move on a little bit. Um, after praying, uh, after after let's say after you've led someone to Christ, Pastor Ryan, are you there? You seem to be frozen. 
Um, after leading someone to Christ, what we need to do is to, to also, we need to pray. We need to, to, to dedicate time to pray for people uh, to be established, for people uh, to be uh, established in the faith, for instance. Yes. No. We, 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 they need to be established in the word of God. They need to be established in the faith. And they, 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 they need a spiritual home. So we, we need to pray. We need to pray for that. Yes, you can speak. You can speak to them and just instruct them. You can give them advice and so on. But believe you me, what we are dealing with is more than just words. There are the enemy works over time to make sure that people don't embrace the word of God, don't um, apply the word of God, don't even fully believe the word of God. There's so much that um, that that happens that that goes on. But through the power of prayer, we can deal with some of those things. Yes, there is what teaching will do. There is what discipleship will do. And there is what preaching will do. And there is what prayer will do. So we need them all working together in order to help people to grow, in order to help people to, um, to be uh, to become who they are supposed to be in Christ. All right. So that is important. It's important. Yes. So, uh, Asarai, we're talking about how, uh, let's say we, for instance, we pray for people and then um, we lead them to Christ. Okay. They've embraced the gospel. They believe. Now, what does what role does prayer play um, uh, once they have come to faith? How important is prayer then? What are some wow. of the things? What are some of the benefits of us not just leading people to Christ, but also um, spending time to pray for them? Sure, that's a we can. I think we can go on for, with that with that question for days. Um, let me think of where I can where I can even start. Um, we can look. So I, I know we got cut off for a second. I've changed my connection, so it should be stable now. Um, but you were saying, and what you were actually saying was very strong in my heart. Just sort of this afternoon while I was thinking about things, thinking about this. Um, and you were saying there's what, you know, there's what preaching can do. There's what, um, used a couple of different examples. So what, there's what preaching can do. There's what your personal quiet time can do. There's what um, uh, having, going to, attending a church meeting can do. There's a tra training sessions. All those things have different functions. But now prayer, just like um, your personal quiet time can't accomplish, that's why you need to go to training. That's why you need to attend church. I believe in the same way, there's a dimension, there's an aspect which prayer plays in your discipleship. Um, and also, you know, as you're discipling others, and we can, I can expand on that in a moment. But basically, the prayer plays in discipleship, that nothing can replace that. So you're not going to be, there's going to be an aspect either missing or not properly formed. If prayer is not an aspect, uh, if there's not a strong prayer aspect in discipleship, um, yes. I can give some examples, but just to sort of say that as a, as a, as a foundation. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Prayer is so, so, so vital. And um, uh, for example, when someone, I, 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 I give, um, I always use Paul as um, uh, as an example, especially the scripture that he where in the book of uh, Galatians chapter four verse nineteen. 
Now, in Galatians 4.19, Paul makes a statement there. He says, my little children of whom I labor in birth, of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be fully formed in you. Now, the book of Galatians was written to believers, not to unbelievers. It was written to the to the to the to the to the to the churches in the region of Galatia in Asia. All right. So now he's writing and he's talking to people who are already saved. But he's saying, I, I, I labor in birth for you again that Christ be fully formed in you. And what that says to me is that um, he labored in birth before their salvation. And then now that they are saved, he labors in birth again. But this time around is so that Christ can be fully formed in them. So that Christ can be fully formed in them. So that is a, that that is important even in our ministry um, to to the lost and to the newly saved and even those that have been saved for a while. We need to ensure that our Christ is fully formed and that will require prayer. And it's interesting that he uses the word labor, which means that prayer is actually spiritual labor. Mm. Yeah. So if we want the character of Christ to be fully formed in those who have just brought to, to faith, we need to pray for that. A set of teachings is not enough to establish the character of Jesus in people. It requires some spiritual engagement, which is through prayer. We are praying. We need to pray for Christ to be fully formed in them. Mm, that's so, true. That's that's how I see it. Mm. Mm. Um, Pastor Eric, can I make a com can I jump in and make a comment on that quickly? Sure, sure. There's a there's a there's an interesting um, look. It's a well known verse, but uh, I was looking at the Amplified version um, okay. or the the AMPC, which is the 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 classic Amplified version of Colossians chapter four verse twelve, which is um, obviously a similar scripture to what you read. Um, yes. If I read it in the, in the New King James, it reads like this. It says, Epaphras, who is one of you, I'm just going to read this quickly. Epaphras, who is one of you, a bondservant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Now, we can come back to that in a moment, but just the amplifier, the AMPC, which expands a little bit, makes some interesting points. So let me just go through that. Colossians chapter 4, verse 12. It okay. says, Epaphras who is one of yourselves, a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you greetings. Okay. Mm. He is always striving for you earnestly in his prayers, which mm. goes back to your point about, you know, this discipleship and praying discipleship is, is quite a serious thing. It's not a joke. It's not something to be taken lightheartedly. You know, he, he, he prays earnestly and continuously pleading. Now here it gets interesting, pleading that you may, as persons of ripe character and clear conviction, stand firm. So in other words, prayer in the aspect of discipleship affects the character formation of people. It affects yes. their, their personal convictions, which is their ability yes. to stand in situations, make the right decisions in situations. So prayer in discipleship can affect it. Then it carries on. It says, um, stand firm and mature. So in other words, it can affect your stability, how you're able to stand. Because, you know, so there's, there's prayer going on, praying discipleship, someone is praying for you, your ability to stand in different situations, even in your Christian walk, not be shaky, not be, you know, here today, gone, gone tomorrow, you know, one foot in, one foot out. So that's speaking of stability. I mean, that's incredible. All of these we can unpack for hours. So, um, and then, and then it says, um, stand firm and mature. So in order to, you know, mature you and grow you. But here's the part where I think really hit home for me. Stand firm and mature in spiritual growth. 
So I guess the phrase that has sort of been resonating in my heart the whole afternoon is just mm. short. It's two words. Mm. And it's the, it's the phrase or the two words, fully rounded. Wow. Now, in other words, wow. yeah, so what I mean by that is, like, this whole, and the verse carries on, I mean, there's more, the will of God you can carry on in the next, you know, part of this chapter, but the, this whole verse speaks about spiritual growth and the, the, the critical role that prayer plays, plays in the spiritual growth of someone else. I mean, mm. it couldn't be more clear. Like, it's so critical. I mean, th it touches right. on character. It touches right. on conviction. It touches on your ability to stand, your maturity, the, the will of God, if you read on spiritual growth. So for me, you know, and as I say, I know we just, we barely touching the surface. We're just introducing this. But it shows that it plays such a critical role in the spiritual growth of somebody else. Um, even going back to your point, where you were saying was, you know, um, teaching accomplishes certain things. Your personal quiet time accomplishes certain things. Resources, books, DVDs accomplish certain things. They all play different roles. And now this prayer role, we have to make sure it's in place properly in order for people to stand and the whole list of other things which just got mentioned. So, uh, yeah, I mean, without delving too deep into that, I just wanted to mention that verse quickly. You know that that you know, verse that, that verse is is one of my favorite it's, it's verses. one of my favorite verses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because it, it it highlights and emphasizes the importance of prayer in people's um, establishment and maturing in in in, wow. in in Christ, their ability to stand even in the will of God. You know. Yeah. Um, oftentimes we have we have relegated prayer to just having our needs met, and and you know I I, I feel that as the body of Christ we we, we you know um, we are on the utilizing the power of prayer that God has given to us. God wants us to pray so that we can birth things, so that we can establish people, so that we can. There are many things that will happen when we pray, when we pray. So it's, it's not just, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Lord, I need this. And there's a place for that. I, I mean, there are times, yes, I do ask God for things. But that is not, that's not the primary uh, purpose of prayer. The primary purpose of prayer is establishing God's will on earth as it is in heaven and establishing his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So establishing his will in the lives of people will require prayer. Will require prayer. So, yes, I love that scripture. Epaphras, you know, who is a born servant of Christ's greeting always laboring fervently for you in prayers, you see. So it wasn't a once-off thing. It was something he committed to. It was something he did on a continual basis. And no wonder the people were established. Why? Because of the prayer labors of Epaphras. So, and Today, we need to bring prayer back to the church and not just asking for things, but also praying for people to stand firm. The enemy is, has released a serious, massive assault um, against the church, against the minds of God's people. He's bombarding the minds of people with all kinds of things today. And people are losing their faith. People are losing their faith. Um, every now and again, we hear of um, um, people, influential people, um, turning their backs on, on, on Christ. Why? Why is that? And these are people who have influenced others. These are people who have written best-selling books. These are people who have who have composed songs that have blessed multitudes, turning their backs on the Lord. Why? It's because we are not praying enough 
to help people stand in the faith to be fully established. I'm telling you. So that's my that's that's my position on on, on the importance of prayer uh, in getting people established. I remember um, Jesus. Jesus, you remember um, in the in the in the ministry of Jesus in Luke 22. Um, Jesus is speaking to Peter, and he says, mm. "Peter, Satan has." Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. He said, Satan has asked for you. In other words, Satan went to God the Father and negotiated, presented his case, and he got his wish. All right, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But then the good thing Jesus said, I love Jesus. Jesus, you know, Jesus is the, the Bible calls him the chief shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. And um, he's a perfect pastor. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. I've prayed for you that your faith does not fail. He says, when you are converted, when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. So notice there, he doesn't say, I've prayed that Satan will not come. No, he doesn't say that. Satan is going to come. Satan is going to do what he has, he, has, um, he has planned to do. But I'm praying for you that your faith will not fail. In the midst of the shaking, in the midst of whatever it is Satan um, has come to do. And I'm sorry to say that I wish all pastors on earth, if every one of us could be like Jesus and pray for people like that, then people will go through stuff, but they will be able to still remain standing after that. Now, I, I, now, I'm not saying that that we're not praying for people or so. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just drawing from the life and ministry of Jesus to the point that Jesus comes to even tell Peter, this is, a, is about to happen, but you have prayed already. So in other words, Peter, you don't need to be afraid. I've already prayed and I've broken through in prayer for you. And your faith will not fail. Isn't that amazing? I pray that God will help us to be like Jesus there. So that we can pray. We can help people to stand no matter what. Obviously, like we said from the beginning, there are things that, um, that, that the Word of God will do. There are things that um, just Bible, biblical foundations will do. And I mean, we, we believe in strong biblical foundations. There's, there, there's what that will achieve. There is what preaching will achieve. There is what um, the discipleship process will achieve. But there is also what prayer will achieve that if we don't do that, then we stand the risk of of losing um, certain key people to the enemy. So we need to be more prayerful. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. Um, if anybody has any question, please feel free. You can post your question. You can post your questions online, and we will uh, we will answer your questions. Yeah, and, and if if you have a if, yes, if you have a comment, this is an interactive session. Okay, this is an interactive session, and um, um, I believe that um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a, um, this from time to time, 
But yeah, this is our, our first interactive session. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. So the subject of prayer is vital and is very close to my heart because I have seen the importance. I've seen the, its power in my life and in the lives of people around me. Uh, I, I, have, I have witnessed that so many, many times. And um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to... Um, I'm looking forward to times that I will have more time to pray. <laughs> you know, yeah, just to just to spend time with God, just to spend more time with Him. It's 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 a dream, and I'm looking forward to. I, I mean, not that I don't pray now, but there is a way I want to pray. There's a way I want to spend time with God more. Yes, Hallelujah. There's a kind of relationship I want to have with Him, and I believe that. Yes. We are still growing. We're still learning. Glory to God. Yeah. Amen. So, Pastor Ryan, are you still there? Absolutely. Still here. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. So, we're still still talking about prayer and mission and discipleship. You know, um, um, how... You know, one of the things that happens sometimes we we um, we, we we find that that um, we we talk to people and uh, and people receive the word of God, but but uh, um, they maybe they don't they don't fully understand it, and we know from the parable of the sower. Where Jesus was saying that if the people don't understand it, Satan comes immediately when the when the word of the kingdom is preached to them. Once they, they receive the word of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom is shown to their hearts, and they receive it with gladness. But then, um, because they have no root, Satan comes and he steals that from them, and then they become unfruitful. So. Um, the question I want to ask is, how does he pray to preserve the fruit, the fruit, um, the fruit of our labor? Huh? Yes. Do you, what do you okay. think about? So in, in other words, um, if I understand you quickly, so people have got born again and now yeah. in other, and then comparing that with the parable of the sower, with, you know, the word goes in sometimes, you know, the, the various heart conditions that people mm. can respond to. So how do we preserve that fruit? Um, well, I think there are a couple of ways we can do it. The first thing that comes to mind, um, mm. if I, just, just to, to answer very quickly, is praying in the spirit. So mm. what, I, what I try and do personally is try... Um, it, Sometimes, yeah, I try and put as much time praying in the Spirit in as I can. And, and what I find when I'm doing that is there are often strong leadings as to who to pray for and what to pray for. So I'll get a okay. sense of, you know, pray, okay. for, pray for so-and-so and then pray this for so-and-so, you know, to help them to stand or to encourage. Or, I'm, you know, while I'm praying this, Spirit, I just even get a sense, you know, to phone them or to contact them or whatever. So praying in the Spirit helps quite a lot. Um, what, do you and mean, just what do you mean by praying in the spirit? Because not everyone That's true. So let me say, yeah, praying in tongues. Let me let me say it specifically like that. So praying in tongues, it's something I try and do as often as possible, or not. It's on. It's a daily thing. So I try and do as much as possible. Let me say. And while I'm doing that specifically, there are often leadings with regards to people that let me say God has connected me with. Um, people whose lives I'm trying to add value to you or whatever. So, yeah, then I'll have leadings as to who to focus on even when I'm praying and what to pray. So that's one yeah. of the things that I do. Um, I don't know if that answers the question. Then there's some obviously some biblical prayers you can pray. Sorry, carry on. Okay. No, fine. Um, we have the question here from uh, Ayanda. Ayanda was asking, um, she said, uh, if the devil asks for Peter to be sifted, does that mean that he asks the same about those who are born again? Yes, Ayanda, he does ask uh, from time to time. You remember that one of the things, one of the, one of the names of the devil 
our adversary is the accuser of the brethren. So he goes before God. And uh, it, is, it is believed that, it is believed that the devil got something in the life of Peter that he could use to negotiate with God, to be given the opportunity, uh, mm. to be given the opportunity to uh, to to uh, to to sift Peter. So uh, Peter had an anger problem. To be honest, he he used to cuss, man. You know. So maybe I don't know. The Bible doesn't put it that way, but possibly that's that's one of the things that um, there's something that in his life that Satan had that he could use to negotiate. So yes, even as born again Christians, it does not mean that Satan is accusing us. No, he still does. But the good thing is that we have a high priest. We have Jesus, our high priest, who is by the right hand of the Father that is making intercession for us. And uh, so we, 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 are, um, we are in that place where we have an advocate before the Father. Jesus himself is there so to plead on our behalf. Then we have another, uh, we have a, we, we have another um, question. Pastor Ryan, do you want to take that question? Sure. Let me let me give it a stab. So, okay. um, it says, "What does prayer look like? Does prayer have to be formal, having a set time to do it, or it's any time when we speak to God?" So, I think there's there's a couple of things here which are important to note. The first is that yes, any time you're talking to God, that's prayer. So you can talk to him throughout the day, talk to him while you're having lunch, talk to him while you're in the midst of, you know, work and things are hectic and you need wisdom to fix something or change something. Lord, you know, help me here. Give me insight. So there's a place for all of that. But I also strongly believe that um, as always, you know, if we use Jesus as our as our model um, and even Paul to a certain extent, but Jesus specifically, then there's plenty we can glean from his life. So I'm quite a firm believer in uh, number one, having a set time per day. You know, if you're just starting, maybe just 30 minutes, maybe even 15 minutes, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're just beginning. But some set time in the day, especially in our modern era, which we're in, because the realities of what goes on is unless you have a set time, it's not going to happen every day. It's not going to happen regularly um, with 99% of people, if not everyone. So you do need to have a set time. I'm, I'm quite a firm believer in sort of early morning as well. Um, I really believe that's important. I know some people prefer to pray maybe the night before and then, which is up to you. I guess, you know, God will lead you as to what's, what um, he will lead you. But I prefer the early morning because then you can get up and take charge of your day, um, take charge of what's going to happen in your day, start your day, and then and then often I find I get direction, you know, during the morning when I'm praying as to what to focus on in the day, what to prioritize, what I can shift. So, yes, I, th I believe a formal time is important, and um, I believe early in the morning is very helpful. Um, yeah, let me leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a that's a very good question and and uh, um, uh, thank you for that for that for that answer because yes having a set time is really helpful it it's helpful if you don't if you don't set some time you just won't get to it but one thing I also want to say is this concerning that question um, uh, there are different types of prayer okay. There are different types of prayer. Generally, on a on a general um, in a in a in a general sense, prayer is communication with God. But you see, the prayer goes beyond communication. For example, we get uh, we we there, there there is a there is a place of prayer whereby prayer is not just communicating with God, but it's also birthing things. From God, all right. So it it, it 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 all depends, but it's always good to start with communicating with God, telling God how you know, appreciating Him. Uh, there's what is called the ABC of prayer, you know, adoration, um, 
uh, A, B, I've forgotten now. Adoration, there is adoration, there is, uh, um, oh my, I've forgotten now. And then C stands for confession. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the is that, you know, you start by giving him thanks when you give thanks to God. Because thanksgiving is part of it's part of prayer as well, appreciation. Worship is part of prayer as well. You know, there's prayer of worship where you're just pouring out your love to, to God and so on. That's something we need to practice more often um, rather than just presenting a shopping list all the time. Um, so prayer, you could just get up and say, Lord, I just want you to know how much I love you. Um, I really... I really want to live for you. I really want to please you. I want to, I want to serve you. I want my life to bring glory to you. That's prayer, you know. I, I, I'm dedicating myself to 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 being faithful to you. I'm not going to worship any other god but you, you know. And uh, and you you you're doing things like that. That's a good starting point. And then you you know you grow from there. God now starts speaking to you you start you start receiving you know and there are many ways we will one day we'll have a session interactive session on how God speaks but God does speak today he speaks to us many times we don't even recognize that it is God speaking but he does speak so um, there is it's a two-way communication at some point but then there is a point where it is now a kingdom advance where you are releasing you are you are birthing things that's an aspect of prayer and then there's an aspect of prayer that gets into warfare where you start waging war binding and losing you're forbidding things from happening and then you are releasing certain things to happen so there are different types of prayer and so um those uh, it will depend for example, if you are praying throughout the day, if you are going, um, um, let's say you're on the mall, you know, you're going shopping, and especially now with the mask on, I love it with the mask on because then I can be praying and people don't even look at me weird, you know, because they, I can be praying under my breath and they don't, they don't know. <laughs> so, but... Uh, yeah, you cannot be praying, binding, and losing like that in, 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 a, in, a, in a shopping mall. You know, mall. It's, it, it, it will scare people. So yeah. that at that place, that kind of prayer is more of communion. There's, there's a place of uh, where prayer is just communion with God, where you're just communing, you're just pouring your heart to Him, and you're just telling Him how much... You, he, he means to you or what you feel, whatever it is you feel, you express that to him. Yeah. Yes. So I think uh, our time is gone. <laughs> um, our time is, is, is really gone. But so we need to, we need to wrap up. Um, we need to wrap up. First of all, prayer must be an important and integral part of our, our, our mission and our discipleship process. We don't, we don't put prayer aside. Prayer must not be seen as just maybe an extra thing that you add. No, no. Every aspect of what we do must be marinated with prayer. That is how I see it. So when we decide we want to go to a, a particular community, we want to go to a particular community to, to reach out to minister there. We need to have times to pray ahead of time. You know, want to pray and target those uh, places in that community and deal with whatever it is that will resist the gospel or will constitute a, a stumbling block. We want to deal with it ahead of time. So we pray ahead, dealing with those things. All right. And then also... Uh, we pray for the people, pray for the people, because it's all about people, right? Yeah, we pray for people and how people, for people to be receptive, for people to be open to the gospel. We pray. Also, we deal with the mind-blinding spirits over the minds of people and every kind of deception that has been 
put in their minds who want to pray and deal with those. God has given us power and authority to deal with those kind of things. So we pray and we deal with them. Yes. Mm. Then also, uh, as people come to faith, we need to spend time praying for them to be established. Establishing the word, establishing the faith, establishing the body of Christ, and so on. They need to be established. And all of that requires prayer. We need to pray for people not to be snatched by the enemy, not to be... Um, for, for the enemy not to have his way, just like Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith will not fail. So we need to pray for people's faith not to fail. I mean, Peter had already forsaken all to follow Jesus. But yet, Satan was going to take him out. But Jesus' prayer was able to keep Peter. So, yes. Uh, thank you so much, Sarai. Do you have any final comments before we go? Um, um, I think maybe with this, you know, like we said in the beginning, this is a subject which we can talk about for a while. So maybe there'll be some point in the future we can unpack it further. Um, we obviously didn't didn't even touch much on. We, we got into the subject of Peter, but obviously there's some more examples of Jesus. Um, bring the pra the prayer aspect into his discipleship with his disciples, which I believe yes. we can unpack maybe next time. I'm yeah. just excited. Sure. Um, going back to, as I said, what I was, what was on my heart, fully rounded, um, and I think you mm -hmm. summed it up so well that every that uh, almost your average Christian, most of what you know about, let me say, what you should be doing or the areas where you receive value on different fronts in your Christian walk. All of those play play a role, but they all do something different. And prayer in discipleship also has its place. It needs to be in for you to be fully formed, well-rounded, mature, seasoned, strong, and able to fulfill your purpose and engage with the world as you're supposed to. So maybe, yeah, that's my, my final comment. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, folks, for joining us on this broadcast Please make sure you share. I hope you're sharing this. Share it, share it, and share it. Share it with your friends. Share it on your 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 uh, timelines and so on. Uh, and uh, let people be blessed. So we're going to pray right now. I just want to pray for your prayer life. <laughs> Father, I just thank you for everyone that is on this broadcast watching. I pray for them, for their prayer lives. Lord God, I ask, oh, Father, that you would revive their prayer lives. Let there be a revival. Let, your, let, let the spirit of grace and supplication be poured out, oh, Father, over them, oh, God, and reach their prayer lives. Give them great experiences in their prayer lives, oh, God, and let them see tremendous results because you said the effective, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Lord God, let there be so much power made available even through their prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you have not given your life to Jesus and you'd like to do that, I want to lead you in a short prayer. Okay, if you, if you, if you, just, if you just repeat this after me, then I will pray for you. Say, dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord. And I open my heart and say, Jesus, come in. Come into my heart and make me a new person. Wash away my sins. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. Father, I thank you and I pray. I pray for my brother, my sister, everyone that has prayed this prayer. I ask, oh Lord God, that the, 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 the new creation reality will dawn upon them. Let your kingdom manifest in their life. Thank you, Father. I command, oh Father, every work of the enemy to be broken over their lives. The power of sin to be broken in the name of Jesus. Let there be forgiveness for their sins. Their sins washed by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Fantastic. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want you to get in touch. Get in touch with us. You know, um, 
the number is on the, 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 the our, our number on WhatsApp is there. You can also drop us an email, and uh, you can follow us on Facebook, on uh, on Instagram, and uh, just just communicate with us and let us know. We'd really love to hear from you. All right. God bless you real good. See you next time. Same time next week. Bless you. Amen. 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 This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.